and welcome to your Sunday Psychics with Rebecca Fisk and Stephanie Gerard. We are super excited to be here with you today. I uh, hope all of you managed well with uh, springing forward. So I know that that's really code for losing an hour of sleep for a lot of people, uh, but I was actually excited about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> Stephanie, hi, how are you tonight? <laughs> hi. hi, Rebecca. I am excited. I I did well with the time change. I'm happy I set my alarm clock this morning. I had to be up for a little group that I have. So it all worked out well. So far, so good. And now our 12, 12 hour and 15 minute days got to shift. Now we're at from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. of daylight. So wow, very exciting. Very cool. So mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, uh, Garrett and I are in the Pacific time zone, and so we're, you know, it's, it's 7 p.m. for us, but Stephanie is up in Anchorage, Alaska, so it's a little different uh, where she is and how she experiences time and the days and daylight and nighttime, so uh, yeah, we don't have quite 12 hours, although we're, I'm trying to think now, let's see, so sunrise was, oh, I can't remember now, six something this morning, I think. Um, but I actually am really happy about the time change, and I like all of the seasons. Some people will say, oh, I can't stand the short days, but I like fall and winter, and I like spring and, and, and summer, so, you know, I kind of like it all. I like that it doesn't stay the same the, all the time. So, uh, and, and I walk three days a week early in the morning before sunrise, so the last two or three weeks, my friend and I who, you know, my friend Danny who walks with me, uh, she and I have been commenting about how we've barely been getting out for a walk 5.15, 5.30 in the morning, and the sun's been starting to come up. And, of course, if the sun is coming up earlier, then more people are out there. And we're like, no, we like it quiet. So we're really happy about the time change because it's going to be dark longer when we get out there now. (laughs) So, oh, that's anyway. How nice is that? It's. Yeah. Uh, so before we get too far along in this, I just want to say hi to Garrett and shout out to him for always doing such an amazing job for us screening those callers and producing the show for us. So just want to say, Garrett, you know, thank you so much for being here. We, we couldn't do this without you, and we're so grateful for you. I love being thank here. You, thank Garrett. you, ladies. You're welcome. Thank you. All righty. So, Stephanie, how are you? How has your week been? Oh, man. Well, I want to tell a cute little story first. I always have stories. Okay. So, okay. So Sunday mornings at nine o'clock Alaska time, I have my little group online. It's inside of Facebook. And anyway, I, I totally understand the confusion of time. And so last evening, one person, she said, okay. And she's typing this into the group. Okay. So we spring forward, change our time. And so what time are we going to meet tomorrow? And I said, we will meet at nine o'clock in the morning, Alaska time. And she's in Alaska as well. And she said, okay, but, but we're going to, I think we get it an extra hour. Yeah. So she's got herself lost going down this curvy lane. So what time are we going to meet? And I said, well, we're going to meet at nine o'clock. I said, but it will feel like, We're meeting at 8 o'clock, but it's 9 o'clock. So now I'm getting twisted up, right? So now she's talking one language. I'm talking another. And then I said, oh, no, no, no. I've got it all wrong. It's going to feel like 10 o'clock, but it's 9 o'clock. 
<laughs> and she said, okay, so when I reset my clock, what time are we meeting? I said, well, <laughs> I think according to the clock, we're still going to meet at 9 o'clock. And she said, well, why is that? And I said, why don't you set your alarm for your normal wake-up time, and then we'll meet at 9. And, and oh, okay. And that was it. But the story went on and on. People are watching. No one, they're probably all giggling. And, so, and then when they watched me get lost, now I'm going backwards and not forwards. It was like, it was funny. It was cute. But um, so I enjoyed that. That was like, oh, thank you. And, you know, like you, Rebecca, I really like the season changes. And, you know, I always talk about the weather here changes so fast. Well, about four or five days ago, you know, they knew ahead of time locally for the weather that, okay, winter storm is coming. And it's like, okay, we have snow, we have ice. <laughs> what will a storm do? <laughs> and so <laughs> it did come, you know, okay, what what's really going to happen here? Cause we've already got all the components and, um, but it, it snowed, it dumped about almost three feet of snow oh, wow. in one night. Yeah. So, wow. but you know, uh, yes, I go out in the driveway and I look at my rig. I drive an SUV, but it looks just like a PT cruiser. You know, <laughs> this is funny. But, um, you know, of course, the area here is well equipped and the snow plows were out. And by evening time, the roads were fairly clear, but it's kind of scary because it's icy and snowy and stuff. But I'll tell you what, Rebecca, the thing that my, my, uh, challenge for the week um, is taxes, filing taxes. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it's, you know, I think a lot of people would agree. It's a challenge. It's not necessarily my most favorite thing to do ever. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, once upon a time, I did work in a tax accounting office. Now I was front end, I was the manager or office manager, whatever. But I did get to see, I did get familiar with a lot of the forms, you know, and just kind of saw the cycle and the pattern. And so now I've been trying to call that back up and and um, making sure that I have all I need. But um, it it's, on one hand, it's disturbing. But on the other hand, I have to share this. Um, it's taking me to a place of, I, I love when you say this, when, when we show up for ourselves and embrace ourselves and say, okay, so I've been doing my self-talk. Okay, I, Stephanie, <laughs> have the ability to do this, and I can do this. I've done it before. I will do it again. And so the theme, though, for me since, oh, golly, January, early January, has simply been the concept of getting unstuck. And Mm -hmm. I don't know about all the listeners out there, but it's just that when it comes to things of a money nature, you know, I worked in banking for over 11 years. And so banking did teach me that money for people is an emotion. It's very Mm -hmm. much an emotion. It is you know, it's almost difficult to not be emotional unless unless you totally get it and that's cool. But um, so I have this 
nice background of all these experiences and working with people and money. But when it comes to myself, it's like, <laughs> may I be an ostrich, please? <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. But I am. And it's helping me to get unstuck from even more old patterns. So that's what's been going on with me, Rebecca. And this theme is, um, there was two events I did last November, last December, healing events. I was one of X number of people doing a one hour session, you know, on the zoom thing. And um, what I hadn't taken into account is how much that was initiating the beginnings of getting unstuck. And so then it's been a little more in my face this past month or so, but I'm, I'm doing it. I'm getting through it. And like you always say, and I love that you say this, I'm showing up for myself and it's like, Oh, okay, I'm going to do this because, you know, I, <laughs> I was like trying to bargain and negotiate with God. Hey, look, what are we doing this for? <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah. I've never done that by the way. <laughs> I, I, I know you haven't. No. And so I was having these conversations and finally it was like, Stephanie, embrace yourself. Just do it because walking through this is going to, Hope to pull out probably a pretty deeply set weed out of the ground with a lot of roots on it and think about what's what in turn, what else is this going to open up to? So it's like, oh, okay. All right. And so I finally allowed myself to hear the message and you know how that can be with listening <laughs> for our own messages. <laughs> I don't know about you, yeah. but I'm an Irish redhead, and I love being stubborn, so that's my nature. <laughs> but you anyway, know, um, over over the years and getting to know you, I I, I have kind of um, I kind of figured that out. <laughs> but it's a yeah. good thing. It's a good thing because you know the thing is that so so my impression about that because some people say, oh boy, that's really stubborn and headstrong and angry, and it's not anger. The stubborn and headstrong is actually really, really beneficial energy because especially with Stephanie being as intuitive as she is, um, it comes down to really taking your time to like, okay, I'm going to dig my heels in right now and really sit with this because it doesn't feel right. And so taking that time out of the stubbornness, because that's what the stubbornness prompts you to do, gives you the opportunity to come into discernment about the situation before you move forward. So it's a really good thing. You know, when somebody says, oh, you're so stubborn, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Uh, but I wanted to speak yeah. to the taxes, and I'm listening to you, and I'm like, oh, yes, you know, I can understand that. I, I have a little resistance uh, with taxes myself. <laughs> it is not my favorite thing. I usually have somebody else do it for me, honestly, uh, because mm-hmm. I'd rather spend my time doing something I enjoy or, or working because I love my work. I'd rather be making money than spending time figuring it out, right? But I will uh-huh. say that the two positive things about taxes are – Everyone I know is always so happy when they're done with it for the year. And then, of course, the really great thing is I'm getting money back. (laughs) So there are some positive things to the taxes, right, and getting through it and having it done. So that's a good thing. Um, 
something that came up with a, a really dear friend of mine who I absolutely love her, and she helps me with my stuff, and I help her with her stuff. And, you know, thankfully, we're, we're never dealing with the same stuff at the same time. So we can see very clearly for each other and, and really uh, hold a good space and, and give some good advice. Uh, but, but she's really wrestling with her beliefs about money, and she's a, she's a magnificent manifester absolutely brilliant. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I need to do this. And three weeks later, she'll call and say, well, guess what? I have what I needed for that. So anyway, I started calling her almost every day and I'll just leave a message and it says, hi, this is money and I love you. (laughs) So I keep telling her money loves her. And she's like, well, yeah, that's right. It's just another energy. It's another frequency of energy. That's all it is. But we are so conditioned on the earth plane to view it as something, you know, almost godlike. And I, I, you know, I use that fairly loosely, but there's so much energy around having it or not having it. And, you know, we allow our beliefs about it to cause so much uneasiness and anxiety. And the reality it is, is that it is just another kind of energy. It's just we put more emphasis, emphasis on it because it's a, an exchange that we use, um, you know, with, with, with more importance than other energies, which is very interesting. And at some point, I will focus more of my meditations and my investigations on how this came to be. Uh, another thing that comes up around money is that there are a lot of people who are very spiritual, and when they're very spiritual, they tend to not be real open to money until they learn how to manifest it. And a lot of that is because of a very recent belief that if you had a lot of money, you were greedy. Because, you know, when we talk about like the caste systems or the systems where, you know, there's a few people who have a lot of money and they hold on to it and they let the rest of the people who are not doing so well just kind of suffer, you know, and and normally that happens more in, you know, some type of um, either dictatorship or autocratic or, you know, that kind of a regime versus what's supposed to be a democratic, you know, kind of system. Uh, But there are so many of us who have really been working through our belief systems around money so that we can embrace the idea that there is limitless abundance in the universe and what do we believe about it and do we believe that it can love us and that we can have a loving relationship with it. So I struggled for a really long time in my belief system about money. So, um, you know, grew up in a family where we didn't have a lot. You know, it was, we always had food on the table. We always had a roof over our heads. We didn't suffer. There wasn't any of that. Uh, but I definitely remember, you know, we get to the third week of the month and my mom would say, well, we're eating what's in the cupboard. That's all we've got. There isn't money to go buy more groceries right now. And so, you know, we got used to that and it was fine. Like I didn't really think anything of it until I became an adult and started looking at my patterns of feeling like no matter how much I had, it was never enough. And so I've done a lot of work on this to, to understand that there is always enough and that the months that have been really difficult in my adulthood where, oh, my gosh, I went into the red and I was so stressed out about it, uh, you know, money always came back in and I always ended up back in the black. And so I finally realized that mm-hmm. it's just an ebb and flow and I need to kind of temper what I'm doing so that it's, <laughs> it's not as deep a low and as high a high, but rather that there's more of an even keel kind of a thing. So 
it took a while for me to come to this place where I just trusted that there was always going to be enough and that the, the real thing that I need to do is just show up and be present and allow and embrace the idea that money is here and that it loves me. Because in the grand scheme of things, in the universe, all of the energy is complementary. There's balance in the universe no matter what we do. That is a law of the universe, that things will be in balance. And so I can allow myself to surrender and participate in that dance, or I can be resistant to it, and then I have the stress and the struggle. And so I, I have found that it's a much more enjoyable experience if I just allow and surrender and enjoy it. Uh, and then lo and behold, my bank account stays in the black all the time now. So as soon as I stop being so anxious about it, I noticed that it's it changed. It just changed completely. So I love kind of this dance with energy, and I'm still really enjoying the dance with money. Uh, and it's, it's as much fun for me calling my friend to tell her money loves her as it is for me to say it, because then it reminds me that it also loves me too. <laughs> so That's really cool. Anyway, money loves you. Money loves you, Stephanie. Oh, thank <laughs> and you. All of our and money loves you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. So uh, my my week has been, it's been a good week. It's been very interesting. Uh, You know, I've done a ton of work on myself um, over the years, but over this last year with COVID, I've spent a lot more time being reflective, introspective, praying, meditating, chanting, kind of going into the quiet places within myself and um, really discovering that the only person that I really need validation from is me. And that took a long time for me to learn that it's, you know, because it's kind of beyond caring what other people think. Because, you know, I feel very strongly that my path on the planet is to serve. That's, that's why I'm here. That's why I want to be here, um, to learn about, uh, you know, consciousness and hopefully evolve my soul to where it's supposed to be before I, I leave and, and do whatever's next. Um, but, you know, this last week has been very interesting for me watching myself move through some challenges and not ignoring any of it, whereas in the past I'd kind of go, you know, I don't really want to deal with this right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do something else, <laughs> and I'll come back to it later <laughs> if I feel like it because I don't want to mm-hmm. deal with it. Like you said, the ostrich, right? Let me just put the ostrich oh. in the sand for, you know, give me an hour or two or however many and <laughs> see if I feel a little better, and then maybe I'll look at it. Um, and so what I've been doing with, with conscious intention this last week is um, I've noticed when I've had, um, you know, either insecurities come up or fears about stuff come up. And um, I've kind of been doing the self-talk of, you know what, it's okay, just be in it. Just, this is an old pattern. It's not now. It's not new. This is old, and this is, you don't live here anymore. So you don't need to go there. You can, you can let yourself mm-hmm. feel what you're feeling, let yourself acknowledge the fear, and then, and then just keep going. Express the emotions and, then, and, and leave them. Let them go out of your body and leave them. So it's been interesting kind of behaving as a detached observer in more situations and at a deeper level than what I have previously been doing. So that's, that kind of feels good. Uh, and, and it is challenging, but at the same time, it's like, okay, just talk myself through it, which, uh, Stephanie, you've actually helped me learn how to do that. <laughs> and I thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. So, yeah, so, so that's been good. Um, 
trying to think here. I'm realizing that uh, I want to make some more goals for myself physically. Um, I walk three days a week, and we've had a couple of days where we haven't been able to walk because of the rain. And, you know, the reality is it's like, yeah, it's water, and that's not a big deal, but um, it gets really slippery. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. I'd really rather stay upright. So, uh, <laughs> so one of the things I've been looking at is, you know, what can I do in the meantime? And I do have a climber but I'm not sure my knee's ready for it. So I decided that this week, my intention for the week is to start working on my core again because I kind of let those exercises fall by the wayside. And uh, I'm not beating myself up. I'm just aware that my back's been aching a little bit, and I think it's because my core needs some more strengthening again. So uh, I'm going to do that. And... uh, Let's see here. The other thing was I was talking to a client this morning, and she mentioned to me that she wants to lose a few pounds. And I said, okay, well, let's talk about that. Because so many people look at their weight as the gauge for whether or not they're healthy or whether or not they, they need to be something other than who and what they are right now. And so as we started talking what finally came out was that the reason she wants to lose weight is she's gained some weight during COVID, which, you know, so many of us have done that. And it's okay. We all need to cope with how our life has been different. Um, But she finally mentioned that her feet hurt. And I said, okay, that's a really good place to start. Let's talk about your feet hurting. Because if your intention is to lose a few pounds because you believe that your feet will feel better, that's a much better reason for wanting to change your health than losing a few pounds because the scale is reflecting something back to you. And so, you know, a lot of people have, you know, talked to me about my weight loss because I've I've lost some weight over the last couple of years. And the impetus for me with that was I injured my knee and I've had, I've had meniscectomies on both of my knees. So if I injure my knee, it's like, yeah, this isn't the path I want to go down. And so at the time, the orthopedic surgeon told me, look, you're going to get arthritis. If you don't lose weight, you're going to get arthritis. So for me, it was like, oh, I don't want arthritis, so I'm going to lose some weight. And so the the reason for me changing my, my life was a really great one because I want my body to stay healthy. And so that was a completely different motivator for me, and it came from within me about something that I had control over that was something that was a goal just for me and had nothing to do with what anybody else thought of me. And so it's a lifestyle. And so we talked a bit about how it's really important that you have a lifestyle that you can live in, that you can live with instead of a diet. I hate the word diet. I'd rather say, call it a live it <laughs> than a diet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then the other thing mm-hmm. that I say to people is find something that works for you because we are meant to live in joy. And so if it's a lifestyle, which means life-giving, life-affirming to me, it's really about loving yourself. So I'm calling it your love style. And I know people are going to say, well, that kind of speaks to relationships. Well, the first relationship we have is with ourselves. And let's face it, you know, we are the person we are going to spend the rest of our life with. Mm-hmm. So, 
So come to mm-hmm. the, the lifestyle of being in a love style, if you can, for yourself. It's just a, maybe another frame of reference. Um, anyway, okay, so I'm kind of looking at the time. I want to talk a little bit about our gratitude, too, Stephanie, and then um, would you be willing to do a, a meditation after we do the, uh, the gratitude? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, with my gratitude and what I shared, <clears throat> I am, I am in gratitude for these things that come up uh, for me that feel elevated or magnified in the moment because it does put me in a space of saying, okay, I need to stop and listen and think about just walking through this process. And it's helped me to sit in the quiet pretty much most of the weekend no TV, no music, just be quiet with myself and sit with myself. And that has now brought my call to action, which I feel pretty good about today. So I am in gratitude because, like I said earlier, this helps me to be unstuck. It's, it's challenging me, but it's helping me to grow and evolve out of my comfortable place. And it's really not a lot of fun to be an ostrich sometimes. <laughs> so <laughs> I am I am in gratitude for my own personal triggers because it does help me to stand up again and put my little flag in the ground and say, no, God, it's time to embrace this, face the fear and fear, feel it anyway. I think that was the title of a book from years ago. Mm-hmm. Feel the fear yes. and do it anyway. And there do it go. anyway. Exactly. And do it anyway. And so I take, I, I love saying, why not? And what else is possible? So it's like, okay. So I am in gratitude for those moments because the longer I sat with it and the layers have come off and the layers have come off, it's actually a far more simple picture. So I'm in gratitude for those triggers. And that being said, <laughs> my intention, my intention, this leads me to my intention, which is not just being unstuck, but my intention is to continue walking with myself on this journey of life, on this journey that starts with me, my relationship with myself, and to really embrace that because the the thing that breaks brings me joy and excitement right now about all that I've shared about it is that this is a path that is leading me to joy. So my intention is to continue to walk with myself through this because I know that joy is out there and this is all part of it. This is all part and parcel of that process. So that's my intention for the week, Rebecca. That's beautiful. That's awesome. And I, you know, and, Thank and you. it's awesome. So, you know, for our listeners, so Stephanie and I have known each other for a number of years, and we've 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 walked through some stuff together. <laughs> oh my! And, <laughs> and, yeah, and 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 so one of the things too is I I love what you're saying because you know I feel like in a lot of ways there's a mirror happening because I feel like I'm also getting unstuck. You know, one one process, one day at a time, and that what is happening is that the more that I set the intention to move through my stuff and allow it and release it, 
it's true that I, I come into a deeper place of peace within myself and there is joy there. And I do mm-hmm. feel like I'm experiencing more and more and more joy. And, you know, the thing is, though, as you know, you know, Stephanie and I, we go through all our stuff just like everybody else. I've had people who, who call me and say, oh, but you don't go through this or you, you haven't had that happen. And, and that's not true. You know, we have our stuff just like everyone. Um, but we, we look at it as opportunities for us to grow and learn, and then we can share with others and hopefully be of service because of the experiences we've had. Um, but, but all of that being said, you know, first of all, I want to say, Stephanie, I'm really grateful for you. I'm grateful for Garrett, too, because grateful – I'm grateful for Garrett. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, Garrett has oh, been my yeah. for a long time, longer than longer than Stephanie. And uh, you know, the thing is, when you meet people whose level of integrity matches your own, and they are also having an intention of growth and self responsibility, and uh, you know, just an intention to really be present and to to be in the process and allow a safe space. There is nothing more, you know, in terms of wealth in your life than having people who are willing to to hold a space for you when you're having a meltdown and who also are candid enough to say, hey, you know, I see that you're doing this and there's there's a pattern here and do you want to take a look at this? And so when you find people in your life who are willing to hold a compassionate space for you and allow you to grow in that space, that these are the most beautiful gifts on the planet, in my opinion. So I'm really grateful for both of you. Uh, and, you know, I just feel so blessed. I feel really, really blessed. And, and frankly, you know, when I say my gratitudes, I'm grateful for you guys every single day. But I don't know that I've, I, I've never actually publicly said that. So there's my, there's my first public <laughs> uh, announcement Thank of that. You, because I know I've told each of you that. Thank but it's, you. You know. Well, I wouldn't be here without the people like the two of you who have helped hold the space for me to grow. And, uh, you know, a really good friendship, folks, is one where you commit to your own growth and you you really commit to self-love. And, you know, you have the friends around you who are also willing to support you in that commitment. And when they need a hand up, you give them a hand up. And when you need a hand up, they give you a hand up. And those are the best kind of friendships. So um, I am really, really, truly blessed. So thank you. Uh, Okay. So yeah, my intention for the week, more core work. Got it. Okay. I'm writing it down. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm ready for meditation if you are. I am very ready, and I think we will, um, we're going to do something fun. It will be short and sweet, and what a cleanser. So, so let us begin. Um, Everyone, where you're at, just relax, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and I want everybody to visualize a blue flame in front of them. And the beautiful part about the power of the blue flame is that the intention behind it is to bring joy and peace and harmony. That's what it means in color alchemy. 
So what we're going to do in our minds with our eyes closed, you can do this sitting down or standing up, whatever you'd like to do, is to bring that blue flame to you so that you are sitting in the middle of this blue flame and the sensations may be different. It may feel warm to you. It may feel cool. Just tune in to how that flame is feeling around you. And as we're sitting with this blue flame, we know that it is working for us. It is helping to release and transmute anything that is not serving us, whether it's a thought or an energy, whether it's any cords or any hooks, anything else of that nature. This blue flame is just gently, gently releasing this, transmuting it. It's taking it with itself into the flame. And while the blue flame is doing this, we're now going to wrap ourselves with the cloth of white. White is for purity. White also strengthens spirituality. We're going to bring that in. So just visualize yourself wearing a white bathrobe. And we're in the blue flame. And this white bathrobe is also representing our own protection. It's a physical thing that we can identify with. And it also symbolizes just simply being in the white light. So as we are protecting ourselves and we're receiving this beautiful energy from this blue flame, we're also receiving the extra protection of the white light. And just allow yourself to sit with this energy And keeping in mind that the blue flame does bring us, once again, it brings us joy. It brings us peace. It brings us harmony. And so as you're sitting in the white light within the middle of this blue flame, we have our protection going. We have all of these energies transmuting and releasing We're going to have Creator come in and now download to all of us joy. What is it? What is joy? What does joy mean? What does joy feel like? How to feel safe in our skin with experiencing joy? How to know it's possible to experience joy and to know that it's happening right now. And we're going to do the same with peace and with harmony. Having creator download what it is, what it means, what it feels like, how to have peace and harmony in our lives, that we are safe to feel this, that we know it is possible to feel this, that it is happening now, and that all three of these energies will be activated For each time that we want to return back to this meditation, that we are instantly invoking joy, peace, and harmony. And now we're going to activate this energy 
We're going to integrate this energy and put this all into use now, all through Creator. And as that is completing, we're now going to visualize the blue flame moving away from us, but yet still in front of us. And we are still here in this white piece of clothing, this cloak of protection, this shield of protection. Know that you can always come into this space, that your energies will be cleared. Anything that is present will be transmuted. Any beliefs or thoughts or emotions that are not yours will be released, dissolved, and transmuted to love and light. And again, we'll sit with this for one second here. And now in your mind's eye, see yourself standing up and stretch your arms and your legs. And what you'll notice is that this white protection is now a part of you. And with that, we say, thank you. And so it is. And take one more deep breath. And here we are. Welcome back. Wow, thank you. That was awesome. (laughs) That was great. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Garrett, did you are you are you back? (laughs) (laughs) I think I think we lost somebody. (laughs) I might be napping a little bit. Oh, okay. Oh, good. I think you do these just to, I think you know exactly what I need to hear every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, because I swear, every time you do this, it's like, that's exactly what I needed today. <laughs> cool. That's good. And I must be psychic. Huh. You must be psychic. <laughs> I heard a rumor. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get to our callers, I just want to uh, first of all say, you know, if any of you are interested in booking a private session with either me or with Stephanie, um, you can click on the link to the show. I think there's a link to both of our websites there. Uh, And Stephanie's website is Journey with Stephanie. And my website is RebeccaFisk.com. Uh, and uh, mention, if you decide to reach out to us, mention that you found us through the, the Blog Talk Radio show. Uh, we do offer some discounts for our friends from Blog Talk Radio, so just wanted to let you know. Stephanie, did I say that right? It's journeywithstephanie.com, is that right? That is correct, yes. yes okay, yes, yes. okay. It's, yes. A, it's a new website for Stephanie, new website name, so I uh, just want to make sure I got that right. So, uh, Garrett, I think we're ready for some calls. Are you ready for some, I was going to say, I was going to try to do my best Carrie Underwood and say, are you ready for some football? But her voice would be a lot higher. Okay. We've got a bunch of callers <laughs> and I've screened most of you already. Um, I've asked for your name and the topic. So again, I've not asked the specific question or anything like that uh, to give the ladies uh, the opportunity to help you. So for when um, the ladies are talking to the callers, I'll be screening more of you to put on the show for later. So our first call tonight is actually coming from Elizabeth, and Elizabeth is calling about moving. Welcome to the show, your Sunday Night Psychics. Hi, thank you. Um, hi, ladies. How are you? Hi, Elizabeth. Doing We're great. Doing great. 
<laughs> Thanks for asking. Yeah. How how can we help tonight? Well, I have a I'm in a situation where I have to move and mm-hmm. um my partner died a year ago and the brother is coming after me cuz he wants to take over the property, so I have to move. So I was just wondering if you got any messages from spirit for me or anything like that. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss because that's, it's, you know, losing a partner is just, like, I can't even, it's, God bless you. And, and well, it's not that. It's the greed of people. It's, it's, uh, yes. When, yes. It's unbelievable. The greed that comes yeah. out when somebody dies. Right. And well, that, that, that's, that's what I was going to mention. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so, thank I, you. so, yeah. So, so here's the thing. The first thing is, you know, yes, I see a move for you, but I want to tell you, you can do this as quickly as next month. Um, I'm mm-hmm. hearing April, May, June. And, and really what I want to say to you is make sure when you do take on this move that you are doing it in a way that works for you. Because the reality is a little bit more time is not really going to make a lot of difference for the brother, even though I know he's being very impatient. He's trying to get you out of there as quickly as possible. But the fact is, it is your home right now. And you Mm -hmm. are being cooperative and saying, yes, I am going to vacate. But you also still have to make sure that you're not just scrambling to get out, that you actually make a good decision for yourself. So, you you. know, one of the things, I, I give a lot of homework. So the first thing that I want to say to you is, Spend a little bit of time really thinking about what you want your new home to be like. Where do you want to go? What kind of situation do you want to be in? What kind of money do you want to be paying? All of those things. And then write it all down. Get as clear as you can about it and write all of it as if it's right now. It's a house in a beautiful neighborhood. It's got this many bedrooms and this many bathrooms, and it's in really good shape. It's it's, um, it's in move-in condition. It feels warm and inviting. Whatever all of those things, or it has a garden, or maybe you don't want a garden, maybe you want a pool, maybe you don't want a pool. Whatever all of those things are, write it all down. And people will say to me, well, I have it in my head. Well, the thing about having it in your head is that's great. But what, in my experience, if you write it all down, it's like etching it in concrete for the universe. It's like you're placing your order to God. God, this is what I want. And it is mm-hmm. okay to want what you want, okay? Because in mm-hmm. my belief is that God is actually the inspiration for us wanting what we want in our lives. God wants us to mm-hmm. live in joy. So when you allow mm-hmm. yourself to give yourself permission to have what you want, then your life mm-hmm. becomes more joyful. And guess what? That's good for everyone. Mm-hmm. So write down exactly what it is that you want. And like I said, you know, I'm hearing April, May, June. So you know, make sure that mm-hmm. it's what you want. You could make this very quick. It might take a little bit longer, but start behaving as if it's already here. And that will make it happen more quickly. That's the way the universe works. So the other thing that I want to say is, you know, if you're really angry at, at this, the brother, and I can understand mm-hmm. why you would be, what mm-hmm. I suggest to people is write some letters to him. You're not going to give them to anyone. But, but in this letter, you get to say anything and everything that you would really like to be saying to him. 
So you're getting this energy out. So if you're angry, the intention of the letter is to access your anger. And then if you get into that anger, you know, hit pillows or scream into pillows. Or like one of the things I do is I put uh-huh. my mask on and I drive in the car and I scream. I'm in the city. I can't start... do that. Don't call the cops. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, into, so, so scream into the pillow, okay, or hit the pillows. But get the anger out of your body, okay? You don't need the anger. It doesn't help. Okay, mm-hmm. so so give yourself permission to come back to to the present. You're, I know that you're somebody who is very logical. You like to be a problem solver, um, but you don't like it. There's resentment and resistance when it's dumped on you in the way that this has happened, and the grief yeah. is appalling. And I'm so sorry it is about appalling. that. But remember, I have to got to Well, well, but you know, here's the thing. Remember too, and a lot of people don't realize this. But that the brother is also grieving, and people who do this kind of behavior, it's actually in response to their grief. It doesn't make it easier or better for the person who's the recipient, like you are in this situation. But the brother is wait for him to drop dead. Are you kidding? Well, well, I I understand that. He beat him up two weeks before he died. So, so Elizabeth, I understand. I, I, I understand. But that is what I've seen time and time and time again. That is yeah. because they want, to, they want something to hold on to. And they've lost something and they want something to replace it. And so what these people do is they go <laughs> after like they want to get the money. there. And it's, it's, it's not great. It's not a great situation. But there are many, 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 many people who do exactly what the brother is doing. So The brother has $18 anyway. million. He wants more money, more money, more money. He already told well, us he wants to be a billionaire. Okay. So well, and so so Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's caring about what's happening with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not acknowledging that. Oh, okay. Tell us. But but I'm but I'm saying but I'm saying that I want you to do what you need to do for you, and that if you can let go of what his energy is, it will bring you more peace. So and I wish you mm. peace in this process. I know it's Thank difficult, you. but I will be praying for you. Um, and that everything Thank happens you. with speed, ease, comfort, and joy. Okay, I, so I have to uh, tell you, I'm in the inner city, and there are people that run on greed here. They have no love in their hearts, for real. And I'm not bullshitting you. I don't think you've ever met a person that's been as greedy as this brother. I don't think you've ever met well, anybody that has no love in their heart, but for money. But for uh, money. Elizabeth, I, I, I have news for you, and if I had enough time tonight, I would tell you all about my experience okay. with that because you would be really surprised. But I'm going to go ahead and wow. turn it over to Stephanie so she can give you some feedback as well. Okay, and I wish you, you all the best, and thank you for calling thank in. You. Stephanie? Thank you. Hi, Elizabeth. Okay, um, just a couple of things here, not to repeat anything Rebecca shared. Um First of all, we are under the new moon. The new moon began yesterday, and this is what the new moon means. It's in Pisces. Pisces is very emotional with a water sign. My moon is in Pisces. Oh, well, there we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, So this is a wonderful, brilliant opportunity for you to create the new. And as you know, it's not just the one night of a new moon. It's the two-week cycle until the next full moon. So, What I'm saying is this is a time of new beginnings, manifestations. So, again, going back to a list, and, you know, that's already been discussed. But you're in a prime time at present to create that part for yourself. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I am seeing is the timeline. More specifically, I'm getting 
the very end of April to the very beginning of May. And what that mm-hmm. means is not only will you have moved, you will be moving into your brand new place. Looks like May Day, and that's a lot of fun to have at May Day. And then mm-hmm. finally, so finally, the last thing is um, when we come across these challenging people, one of the best mm-hmm. ways to, and I understand, been there, done that. So the long and short of it is this, wishing love, light, and happiness to this person somewhere else. <laughs> and so we, we put them know. in a well, but we put them in a bubble, wish them well, somewhere else. That's that's your key phrase, somewhere I else. I got you. I got yeah. you. Okay? That's what I get mm-hmm. for you, Elizabeth. All the best to you. No. Thank you so much for calling. We'll be praying for you. Thank you. There we go. Thanks, Elizabeth. I love her energy there. Wow. Um, our next caller yeah. is Desmond, and Desmond's calling tonight about love. Desmond, welcome to your Sunday Night Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Uh, how you doing this evening? Very good. Dark. How are you, Desmond? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I have a coworker that we uh lady coworker that we getting uh we kinda we kinda close if you say that. But her situation is she uh she stays with the father with children but not really physical and she just got a relationship with, like with an older man, so our connection is like we both empaths, so it's kind of, and she had a big heart, so it's kind of like should I just back away from it or just let things take its course, however it takes its, its course, however whatever happens just happens in its in its due time. So okay, mm-hmm. um, one, mm-hmm. go ahead, please. No, go ahead. That was okay. I just wanted to make sure I understood everything. So the first thing that comes through for me is when both parties are empathic, it it can make things very fun and creative. And then it can also sometimes feel a little bit dicey. And so one of the things that both of you can employ and enlist is this, um, simply trusting God, trusting the universe, and then allowing yourselves to float through this. So rather than both of you grabbing the same steering wheel or separate steering wheels, allow the process of whatever it's going to be will be. Um, with her, it feels like there's there's things with both of you for finishing up ties of the past, things like that is what I'm seeing. I do definitely feel the attraction and the interest. That's very evident. And especially with being empathic, it really does take it to, it, it elevates it and escalates things into a whole different level. So this is something where, you know, we are born into ourselves, we wake up with ourselves, we go to sleep with ourselves. So it's something where both of you will need to continue to maintain the balance within yourselves, still handle the responsibilities at present, and kind of more or less, I'm seeing both of you staying in tune with what does this feel like. Both of you are following your intuition as well. So with the journey of this, I'm also seeing that both of you are going according to divine timing versus the human nature, I want it and I want it now. 
So both of you are understanding this at both the earth level, the human level, as well as the empathic level. The other thing that comes in with the empathic level is the fact that there's a different kind of respect. There's a mutual respect. There's already an innate sort of love, a feeling of love that's building. But part of that is still the empathic connection. So when you've got two intuitives together, it makes things very interesting. And also there's a different understanding of the karmic factor too. So this is where it would ideally make both of you just kind of slow down, breathe, stay in the moment, allow life to happen, yet you too already understand and know where you would really like to take this. But it's allowing the process of having the earthly concerns, accountabilities, responsibilities, let that work itself out too. So it truly is um, what I'm seeing and feeling for you, Desmond, is just letting go and trusting the process. Okay? okay. Rebecca, what do you get? Okay. Um, okay, and thank you. Um, Desmond, what is her first name? Robin. Robin, Okay. So the first thing that I get is, you know, you guys have had a lot of lifetimes together, and I get a very strong connection. It's like when you, the two of you are together, it's just very easy. Uh, and, you know, I, I also feel like, you know, there's been a brother-sister relationship in the past, um, that there have been a lot of overlapping lifetimes for the two of you. So, you know, the energy that I get is that you are accepting that she's just having to go out and kind of check things out. And the images that I see are like the two of you are walking together, and it's very interesting, but it's like the two of you are walking together, and you're at like an outdoor market somewhere, and she wants to go look at something. And so you're just there kind of doing your own thing, looking at what you're looking at, and just allowing her to go look at the things she wants to look at. And you wait for her until she comes back, and then you continue on your journey together. So to me, that, that says that you're just allowing her to, to kind of explore the things that she might want to check out in this life um, with the understanding that you're there for her if she comes back, uh, but that you are also honoring what your own path and your own interests are. And that's a beautiful thing. Like there is a lot of mutual respect and love here um, at a lot of different levels, and it's really beautiful. You know, neither one of you is trying to force anything with this situation. Uh, And I feel like she does have a deep love for you. My impression is that she doesn't, she's not quite aware of, Um, what a stabilizing force you are in her life. Like she hasn't come to that conclusion yet. And I believe that the experience she's having right now uh, on the other side of this, she will come back and and at some point will acknowledge to you that there is a foundational energy that you provide to her that gives her stability and security and safety that is different than what she has experienced with anyone else. So, you know, I do feel like she's going to come back um, into, uh, you know, kind of discovering what might be possible in this relationship with you. The question mark to me is, what's the timing going to be? And I'm hearing the number seven as somehow significant with this. I don't know if it's seven months, seven years, uh, 2027 could be a possibility that I, that I feel. I mean, that's a while, but I feel like uh, the number seven is somehow significant. So uh, that's, you know, and, and I don't know. It's, the, the reason that we don't have exact numbers typically, some people are, are better at that. 
Uh, but the reality is that in the conscious field, everything is now. So it might feel like it's closer. It might feel like it's farther away. But in terms of actually defining that, uh, you know, in this system on Earth that we call time, uh, that can be a little bit difficult. But somehow the number seven is significant. So July or the seventh of a month or seven months or seven years or something around the number seven. Uh, but I definitely do see the two of you continuing uh, to have a relationship, and I feel like you will be, you know, in each other's lives in some capacity, no matter what. The 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 possibility for relationship here is very great. It's just that at this particular point in time, your awareness of what this might be, I feel, is greater than where she is with it, and that she's got a little bit more to learn uh, before she would be ready to be the partner that you would want her to be for you uh so she's she is in this process of discovery and you're being very patient about you know letting her do whatever she needs to do so that's a beautiful thing uh it'll depend on whether or not you decide to to wait or or if you decide to move on depending on what's happening with the timing so you know we always have a choice we have free will you get to choose from one day to the next what you would like to have happening um, I, again, I just feel like ultimately it may be that the time frame that you're looking for may not match with, with the timeline it's going to take for her. So, but keep us posted. And, and I got to say, it's really beautiful, your awareness and your respect and your energy towards her. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So, you know, thank you for that. It's, um, it, it's just so beautiful to see this kind of acknowledgement that you have for her energetically. And, and so I thank you for that. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Desmond. Uh, all right, Desmond. Thanks. Let us know Thank how it goes. Thank Have you. a great night. Thanks for your call. Um, our next call is calling is coming from Lisa, and Lisa's calling about love. Lisa, you're live with Sunday Night Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Oh, I feel so blessed. Thank you. Thank you. I well, um, thank you. <laughs> how can we help? I wanted to know about me and Aaron, please, if you see that moving forward. Okay. All right. So very first thing that I get about Aaron is uh, he has dug his heels in. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> and, and you're kind of like, I mean, you kind of try to have a, a sense of humor about this, like, oh, yeah, he's just doing this again. Because he has this pattern. And so the thing is that he's somebody who wants to know that he's doing things in his time. He, he's, you know, in, I don't want to stereotype. So I'm not going to stereotype, but I am going to say that I have noticed in my experience of men that there are some men who prefer to think that the ideas are all their own. And he is one of those guys. So if there's something where you're thinking, I have a great solution for this, but I have to somehow present it to him so that he thinks it's his idea. And, it's, and, and so what happens is you, you get cooperative energy from that in that case. And so, you know, there's some women who will, will propose something and then, you know, a few weeks later that their, their spouse or their partner will come back and say, you know, I just thought of this and I think we should do this. And they'll go, I told you that weeks ago. Well, guess what? That doesn't lead to harmony at all, okay? But he is somebody who wants to feel like he's got the power to make his own decisions. And so you're really patient with him, which is beautiful. And you have a sense of humor about it, which is also really beautiful. Um, but this is a pattern that he has that, that he, he wants to really feel safe and sure and comfortable about things. And he's, he's not the most secure person on the planet. 
So it takes them a while to come around to being able to be decisive about decisions that need to be made. And so that's where you kind of go, okay, I'm kind of waiting again. And you, again, you have a sense of humor about it, but it's, you have to decide if this is something that you want to continue with um, because it's going to be his timing. It, and, and that's just the way he has to make it. It has to be that for him to feel comfortable. So that's really kind of the big thing you have to look at here is, is are you willing to be patient? Are you willing to know that when it comes to making decisions about things, you may have a discussion about it, but that ultimately he wants to be the one to make the decision, whatever that is. And so this is a dynamic that, that you have to decide whether or not you're comfortable with this. And if you are, you guys can move forward, but it will be a slower timeline than what you're looking for. So, um, you know, good person. Um, just really stubborn. So, you know, it's, uh, and there's a little bit of an edge to him sometimes about, well, I want to do what I want to do. And so there is that piece for you again with your patience of, okay, well, go do what you want. Because the reality is every single person is always going to do whatever we want and nobody else can control us. So, you know, being in a long-term relationship with somebody and in a committed relationship is that every morning you wake up and you decide that you're, you're going to choose this person to face the challenges and the adventures with, that this is the person you're choosing for that, the good and the bad, and that it's a choice every day. So we forget that. You know, um, John Gray, the, the gentleman who wrote the Mars Venus books, talks about how relationships are 100%, 100%. Divorce is 50-50. So what I want to say to you is you do a beautiful job of knowing who you are and what you want and filling yourself up. But I, I would ask you to look at whether or not Aaron is providing enough, you know, uh, investment into this relationship for you to truly feel fulfilled for a long-term relationship. And that's something that only you can answer. Um, it is what it is right now, and we have to expect that that's the way it's going to be. People change if they choose to. They don't change because somebody else has given them an impetus. So, you know, again, you have a great attitude about all of this. Uh, I know that I, I almost hear you thinking, well, nobody's perfect. And it's true. We all have our flaws and our imperfections. Uh, you're incredibly patient. And so if he's the guy you want to be with, then, then you know, God bless you. But you're, you're incredibly patient. So, uh, does he, Stephanie, does ahead, he plan on calling me tomorrow? Do you think? You know, I don't know. Whatever, whatever this particular thing is, is it, it takes him his own time. I, you know, I hear that it may be longer. I feel like it's probably going to be another day, or you know, a couple more days. I'd say it's probably two or three more days. I, it's possible he'll call you tomorrow, but that's not coming through. Is oh yeah, he's calling you tomorrow. It's almost like the second day, unless this is the second day after whatever's you know, the interaction has been. So, uh, but I do, he will call you. I mean, I, 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 he definitely will call you, but he'll do it when he feels like he's good and ready because that's kind of how he approaches things. So, and he's, uh, Stephanie, he, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, 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 sorry. Um, Stephanie's going to go ahead and give some input as well. So one <laughs> second. Um, so what came through to me right when you started talking and asking the question he is stubborn. I am. It's sort of like cowboy meets city girl. That's the energy that came through. And so with that, we have, he is very in tune with everything around him. He likes everything just so, but yet within his framework, 
he is his own version of messy. So when I say that, I'm seeing he is, wouldn't surprise me if he's an earth sign or has an earth moon. But regardless, um, he's he is digging his heels in. I just, I see him wearing the color red, which which represents his personality to a large extent. He is very astute with how he feels. He's firm. I also got the same number that Rebecca did. He'll call you in a couple, three days, you know, and if can help you to help yourself to release any expectation around that, just understand that it's, it's an energy that's gone out and that energy will come back in. Um, he has strong feelings for you. There's no doubt about that. And you are also standing there with your hands on your hips and you, I can very much sense and feel what you're thinking, which is, is this something that I really want? Because there's so many things you love about this guy. And at the same time, you're also like, you're looking at your watch, you're looking at the length of time spent in your mind. You're going, okay, tick tock, what's going on here. So it does come back to you and you figuring out what you want for you. Just understand he is always going to navigate and move through life at this pace. You're very accommodating. I mean, it's everything that Rebecca said and more. And I also see you, though, picking up a new interest for yourself, meaning a hobby or just something that brings you joy. And right now, while you're in this weighing things out phase, just for within yourself, take up that interest within yourself. Do your self-care, you know, um, Go in for acupuncture, do a meditation, something for you, because the more that you can bring that joy back into you, that joy, that peace, that harmony, you're going to feel better about you. Plus, when you are quiet on your end, he will naturally wonder, well, what is she doing? You know, she's not blowing up my phone either. So begin to take some of that energy and invest it in you, you know, do that self-care stuff. He'll come around the conversation will happen. He'll reconnect again, but it's also really important for you to um, spend time within yourself and to really, really think about it seriously. And I'm not saying that you haven't, you have been doing this, but reflect on what would, what is it that would make it ideal for you? And then understand this is still, you know, love is a choice. So within the choice, there is the bargaining, there is the negotiating. It's not really ever going to flow perfectly but it's the two people coming to agreement in the middle, more or less. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering what's going to happen when he calls, if he's got the attitude of, you know, let's just not do this anymore because I've thrown him out of the house twice in a nice way, in a very nice way, very, very nice way. Not thrown out is kind of a hard, harsh, because I didn't know what I wanted and, I I don't know. I'm just I was very confused, and then uh, he was the 15 minute man. You know, I'd call him, and he'd say I'll be there in 15 minutes, and he'd show up, and we'd have a great time. And then I kept saying I I'm not sure, you know, why I feel this way. I'm crazy about you, but I don't know why where it's going. And um, so I, I <laughs> time I saw him, I had thrown him out. But in a very nice way, a very, very nice way. I said, I'm sure you have a lot of things to do, so I won't keep you. And, you know, he said, if you ever want to talk, you know, call me. And I did. 
and then he didn't show. So I'm just wondering if he, when he calls, he's just going to say, let's just put an end to this. So I think sorry, I'm going to jump right back out. in here. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, well, so so here's the thing. Okay, so you get to have what you want. And so I use an analogy really often about you know when we go to the restaurant, we tell the server what we want. We don't follow them into the kitchen. We don't check to see what the cooks are making. We just expect that the server is going to bring what we ordered. And if they don't bring what we ordered, we tell them that's not what I ordered. And they say, oh, let me go fix that. And they fix it, and they bring out exactly what we've ordered. Well, the thing is, we get to do that in every area of our life. And so my question to you would be, you know, or, or what I'd like to suggest, really, is if you could choose anybody on the planet to have any qualities in a partner, are the qualities that he's showing you what you want in a life companion? Are they all of the qualities oh, no. that you want? Okay. No, no. So this, that's this is not a... the question. Okay. So that's the thing. And so if you can come back to the place of you deserve to be loved in every way that you want to be loved, and that really however this ends or however this moves forward is up to you, that you get a choice about what you want to say to him, and that you also have a choice about whether or not you want to continue. If he were to call you and say, I want to continue, you, you get the choice about, yes, I'd like to, or no, I would not like to. So bring the power back to yourself instead of wondering what he's going to do. Decide what you want to do for you that's loving for you. Because the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with is you. So what's loving for you? And if he's not everything that you want, there is a guy out there right now looking for you right now who is everything that you want. I read something really, really phenomenal to me not long ago. And what it said was, if you can't be the guy she needs, sit down so she can see the guy behind you. So if he's not what you want in a life partner, take your power back. You get to make the choice. Be loving to you. You've been very loving to him. But even, you know, spending the time thinking about, well, what is he going to do or what is he not going to do, that's giving your power to him. So take it back. Hold it in your own center. And do something for yourself that's joyful and loving and come back to that I place just, and then decide. I just, I just didn't know that I was going to feel these feelings. And I've been sitting in the desert crying in the car and screaming inside the car with the windows rolled up and journaling and playing sad songs. And I, I have well, no idea okay. why. Good. Well, I don't know why I'm feeling you know, well, it's a soul connection. Here's the thing. Every time we enter into a relationship with somebody, we have our hopes and dreams about what we hope is going to happen. I had no expectations. You know, I, I just okay. didn't feel. You allowed yourself didn't to know. be in it. You showed up. You showed up. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I it's, to- it's really beautiful. And, it, and mm-hmm. I love how you're honoring how you feel right now. It's, it's, this is all a beautiful process. And the thing is, you know, they talk about how grief is love unexpressed. That if we have love for someone, we can love someone and know that there's no way that they're good for us and know that there's no way the relationship's going to work. And we can still love them and we can still grieve the loss because we can still love them. And if we don't get to express that love, it's grief. 
And it's okay. We don't have to know why. But it's beautiful that you have such a big heart and that you care so much about him that you have tears and that you have anger and frustration about this whole situation, even if you feel like he's not the guy. It's beautiful. Oh, I knew it from the beginning. I just went in it okay. with, I didn't even know what we were doing. Okay. Isn't that stupid? No, it's not. Don't don't judge it. It's a journey. The, the very best thing we can do is just show up and be present and try not to judge any of it. Because if it's not, it's, it, we're, we're always going to learn. We get to learn from everybody in our lives. So maybe the lesson for you, maybe, just a thought, is you got to experience something where you see that there's this deep soul connection or this heart connection, even though it's not what you want. And that maybe next time you have to kind of use your head a little bit more in looking at whether or not he's got the right ingredients to have this next person, if they're going to have the right ingredients to make this a recipe for a successful relationship. Because, you know, we don't, we don't typically invest our hearts at the very first moment. It, it, sometimes it's very quick. But I we didn't can know. use our I logic first. Doing, so, that's know. okay. I was doing that. I didn't that's, know. That's okay. I mean, I, I don't understand my feelings. And I kept telling him that. I said, I don't know why, why I'm feeling this way for you. And I, so do you see him calling it quick? Well, so again, I want to come back to, there's two things. My impression is he probably will not because he has a really great thing with you unless he decides to just, you know, the fact that you asked him to leave. If he decides to sit in the ego part of that, then he may end it. However, I would really ask you to come back to yourself and decide what you want to do for yourself instead of worrying about what he's going to do or not do because ultimately you are your own caretaker. So, you know, it's up to you. You get to, you get to experience the journey however you want to. If you want to stay invested in this, even though, you, you, you know, you're saying that you know this isn't the right situation for you, if you want to stay invested in it and see if there's more to learn from this situation, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing. We can learn whatever we need to learn. We, we can't take advice from somebody else when we want to continue learning a lesson with somebody, whatever that is. We have to do it in our own timing. So you have to choose what's right for you moving forward. So anyway, with that being said, Lisa, we're so grateful for the call tonight, but we need to get to some other callers. I wish you all the best with this. You know, let us know how you're doing, okay, and sending you lots of blessings. And thank you, Lisa, for your call. Um, We've got about 15 minutes left. We're going to march on over to Tonette, and she's also calling about love. Tonette, you're live with Sunday Night Psychics, Rebecca and Stephanie. Go ahead, please. Hi, this is the first time I found your show, so I'm thankful I got on. Wonderful. Well, welcome. We're, we're happy to have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have a I have a big dilemma here. Um, I didn't expect this to happen to me, and hopefully you can um, shed some clarity of what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks because maybe things will turn around. I don't know. Um, I live in an apartment complex. Um, in the other building, I ran into somebody that I met 20, 25 years ago on a public bus. And we kind of reunited as friends. It's another female. Um, she's eight years older than me. I'm 46. She's 52. Um, I didn't think much of it. Then she started um, 
you know, yelling out a window at me like, hi, hey, do to do to do all this stuff. Next thing you know, she got me a diamond ring, yes, and I've never been involved with this woman. Then she got me diamond gold earrings, which I still have in my possession. Um, she cooked me a home-cooked meal. Um, I really didn't lead into any of this. Then um, I'm due to get surgery next week. I'm having a lot of pain in my jaw and stuff, and I have to get operated on. So as a kind person, I wrote her a note, gave her my phone number, and I said I'm going to be getting surgery because I'm going to be, you know, down and in the apartment for a while. She called me right away. We started talking, and I kind of said to her, listen, I feel like you have feelings and like you like me. And she says, oh, yeah, I've always liked you and this and that. And we started talking. She started texting me. She said, as soon as your operation's over and your mouth heals, I'm going to make you this gourmet Italian meal. And, you know, we can see if we can be a couple and all this other stuff. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was open to all this. And I really got my feelings very hurt here. Um, I had said to her, listen, I'm not sure if this is going to work or not. I was being totally honest. I wasn't being mean. It doesn't mean I'm not open to things. Well, she flipped out. She said, fine. She didn't talk to me all week long. I texted her, called her, left a voicemail, wrote her a nice card, taped it to her apartment door. Nothing. I said, listen, I'm willing to give you a chance. I'm willing to go out to dinner. I'm willing to talk to you. I'm not saying I am, you know, rejecting you. I'm I'm just, I don't want to be hurt, you know. Finally, I texted her today. I prayed about it. And I said, listen, I, I you know, I value our friendship. I value the gifts that you bought me and everything. She came back and wrote me the nastiest text messages and said, you know what, I don't want nothing to do with you. After all your craziness, I, 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 don't, want, I don't want you, and um, I'm not going to be talking to you. And I was like, why are you treating me like this? And she said, I just, I, I don't want you texting my phone. I don't want nothing to do with you. Now, at 52 years of age, why did she do this to me? I do not need this. I'm getting major surgery done. I have enough going on in my life. My daughter's father has organ failure. I don't need this. And she lives in my complex, and this is the last thing I need. I have a diamond ring here sitting. I have gold earrings sitting. She wrote me love letters that she taped to my apartment door. What do you, what the hell is going on here? And so I, I haven't texted her. I deleted her phone number out of my phone. And I don't know what the hell happens next because I am completely devastated. I am completely devastated here of what went on here. Sure. Okay, once again, thank you so much for calling in. Um, first and foremost, just sending you lots of love and light right now just to help calm you and sending you love. Secondly, this is sometimes these kind of connections happen and you've just experienced it. And what this is, 
part of it anyway is this is past life stuff. And oftentimes when we have, quote, unquote, unfinished business with someone Mm -hmm. and we come back in this lifetime, it's usually this is what we would call the karmic balance. So this has been offset. So in speaking this type of language to you, this is something that you two have now completed whatever outstanding debt there was. Again, past life-based. So there's that portion of it. The next portion of it, which is separate from that, is I run into this a lot when helping to counsel people who do have relationship concerns, issues, problems. And that is of taken to consideration for every word that was said and, you know, lovingly and otherwise, for everything that was shared, there still is the outstanding portion of what she said to you. That is also projection because oftentimes when we are going through our emotions, when we're going through our stuff and we have Mm -hmm. that one person, you know, we get fixated, that's the person right in front of us, and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they reveal the human form of, oh, they're human. (laughs) They're, They're not this divine perfect being I thought they were. Then comes the anger, but then comes the projection too. So with the projection, if you look mm-hmm. back in the future and look at the words that were stated, Sam, she was always also talking about herself. So mm-hmm. whatever her choices are at for this place and time, those are her choices. When we bring it back to you, um, number one, it is time for you to take your power back. And I know you know this. Um, mm-hmm. But what happened from my perspective is that this was a karmic offset. This was a karmic balance. You two will never have to incarnate again, you know, in future lifetimes if you don't want to. So, mm-hmm. and then driving behind that, the recent full moon in Virgo that we had prior to the new moon that started yesterday, the full moons are mm-hmm. about releasing. We release energies, emotions, as you probably know. And that particular full moon, there's no other word. I mean, I could, I could <laughs> say all kinds of words. I'm just going to say it was a humdinger because it did ring people's bells, rattle cages, and it took all of mm-hmm. our emotions and dumped it out on the floor, followed up by a water new moon. Well, for Pete's sakes, now here we are vacuuming up all the water and trying to recreate. So it, it's your time to now recreate, but also you already understand and know what you want to do, what is best for you. And so on that note, I'm going to turn it over to Rebecca because she says fantastic things about the relationship factor. So that's what comes Mm -hmm. through for me, and I'm going to send you over to Rebecca now. Okay. Okay. So, Tonette, what is her first name? Her first name is Christine. Okay. Okay. So give me just a second here. All right. So first of all, I I know – I want to say that I absolutely was, was feeling exactly what Stephanie was talking about with the projection, that these are, mm-hmm. she has wounds also. There's been some mirror happening here in this relationship where both of you have similar wounds. Uh, I think it's very interesting that, you know, she basically just decided that she was in love with you and started presenting you with gifts and, and, and all of this. And we all want to be loved. But it's also, you know, the dynamics of this relationship have been very interesting because she kind of did what she wanted to do without really, you know, creating a place for you to be able to dialogue about this relationship. So, again, Mm -hmm. I agree with Stephanie that this is past life stuff. 
So okay. the most important thing right now is for you to know that you are loved right now. And that mm-hmm. her, you know, both of you kind of retreated in this. Um, it's, it's unfortunate, the timing of this, but I really want you to focus on, on you know, being well for your surgery. Did, did you say that that's tomorrow? It's on Friday. It's, it's, it's in Friday. a couple okay, days. Okay. Okay, okay, just because uh, I want to, if you're okay with that, I want to put you on my, on my prayers for Friday. Uh, so, so the thing about this is that it's really about coming back to you loving yourself. We seek the love from others and the validation from others that we really want to give ourselves. And when we feel mm-hmm. whole and complete and we're loving ourselves the way that, that, we, that, that is best for us, then we can identify very quickly whether or not interacting with somebody else is going to be something that will lead to a very loving relationship. And my impression mm-hmm. about this is that there was an imposition from her onto you. And again, the karmic thing is really strong that she had to make up for something, but that the wounds that both of you have in relationship are mirroring each other. Both of you have felt rejected. Both of you have felt like your love isn't being received. And that is really, really painful. And so what you can right. learn from this is that in the future, when you decide you want to enter into a relationship, keep checking in with yourself and asking whether or not uh, you can communicate with this person, first of all, and whether or not the pace at which both of you are giving and receiving is matching. Because in this case, my impression is it didn't match at all. She kind of just started giving you things and, you know, she drew you right. in, which is fine. Again, this is the old patterning. Um, but that wasn't necessarily what you wanted. And so you right. have a choice. Again, it comes back to you get to love yourself first. Decide what you want in relationship. What are the qualities that that other person has? And right. But see, I try to, I, right, I try to communicate you, with her and right. say, she, you she know. Can't, she can't do that. She can't do that. You're asking her. She didn't have skills with you. She didn't say, hey, let's go out. Let's start dating. I'm really interested in you. That's clear communication. So, you, so you've already known that she's not able to communicate with you in a clear way because otherwise the relationship would have unfolded differently. Okay? So you get to have somebody in your life who's a clear communicator and who doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, withdraw and become hurtful like this. You know, the thing is, it's really sad, honestly, from where I sit, it's really sad that there are two people who are both hurting right now. But the reality is it's an opportunity for both of you to grow. You've cleared the karmic stuff from the past, and now mm-hmm. you get to pull your energy back from this interaction, and you get to learn about, uh, you know, the clarity right. that this is giving you about moving forward. And that's the beautiful part. Mm-hmm. It hurts right now. Right. But let yourself be sad about it. Again, you know, I spoke about this earlier, that grief is love unexpressed. And, and bring this back into loving yourself and look at this beautiful right. opportunity that you have now for what you want to manifest in the future. Write a list do of you, all the qualities that you want you, in a partner. Do you, see her, do you see her reaching out anytime and making this right or doing anything? I don't feel like this is going to be soon. I, you know, I'm hearing the numbers two to three. That could be anything. It could be two to three weeks. It could be two to three months. It could be, you know, somehow the numbers two and three are significant with this. But I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to be a while, and I feel like it will be more a cordial passing in the hall. I don't, 
you know, my impression at this moment right now, based on the energy around both of you, is I don't see a reconciliation right now. Uh, you know, and you have to decide if this is what you really want, because the reality is we can't expect anyone to change. Who they are in this moment is who they are. They will only change mm-hmm. if they want to change. And you have, you have the evidence in front of you that the communication is an issue. So I will mm-hmm. be praying for you. I will be praying for you with your surgery on Friday. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and again, I'm sorry that you're having pain right now, but, you know, I, I do believe that out of this will come something that's much more in alignment with what you really want, that this karmic energy has been cleared, and now you get to move forward in a beautiful way. So uh, with that, okay. I have to, to get on here because we're getting close to the end of the show. But let us know how you're doing, Tonette. And so thank you so much for calling in tonight. And lots of love and blessings to you. Thank you. God bless right, you. Take good care. Thank you, love. All righty. Well, gosh, Stephanie, we have like two minutes. <laughs> wow. So okay. uh, first of all, I just, I just want to say if you would like to schedule a private session with Stephanie, her website is journeywithstephanie.com. If you'd like to schedule a private session with me, my website is rebeccafist.com. You can find links in the link to the show page. Thank you for that, Garrett. Um, and again, Garrett, thank you so, so much for, for being here with us tonight and helping us out. Stephanie, is there anything you, else ladies. you'd like to say goodnight? Thank you. Just wishing everyone love, light, and blessings. And please remember the meditation of the blue flame. That's something you can do at any time, wherever you go. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you for that meditation, Stephanie. I loved it. Loved it. Oh, loved you're it, welcome. Loved it. <laughs> All right. And, cool. so, and so one of the things I want to suggest to everyone is try to think of something for the week that you're grateful for and then try to do something every single day that brings you joy. God wants us to live in joy. So find something that brings you joy every single day. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody, for giving us an opportunity to do what we love. We wish you all the very, very best, and we'll see you here again next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.